Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. If you've always wanted to try meditation but think to yourself, when would I have time? You should check out Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through comprehensive, clinically validated research. Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation. Need help falling asleep? Use Headspace wind-down sessions. And parents, Headspace has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace works for you, on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. You'll be able to access Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash C-suite today. Slow is just right if you're on vacation, a sloth, or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. NetSuite can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's special financing at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Again, that's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Are you ready for a change? A change is gonna do you good. Hey there, I'm Pavlina Asta. First of all, welcome to my newest project, If God Had a Podcast. I started in radio when I was 11 years old interviewing celebrities, and I am so excited for this new chapter. If God Had a Podcast is all about improving you for a better us. That's my plan. It doesn't feel like a Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of If God Had a Podcast. I'm Pavlina Asta, and today I am with empowerment coach, speaker, and entrepreneur, Mario Lenzerati. So let's start off with a little bit of your background. So you started off kind of lost in your career, your goals, you were kind of like depressed from the whole process. This sounds very familiar. I think a lot of people kind of go through that. Most Gen Zs can relate to this along, along with millennials. Um, what was your epiphany? Like, what was that turning point moment for you and how you got out of that struggle? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and first of all, thank you, Pavlina, for having me here today. I'm honored and I'm excited to uh, share some wonderful, powerful value for your uh, listeners. And to answer your question, the, the turning point for me was when I 
I remember I was uh, in a corporate career in Germany. I was becoming a pilot uh, for the, the company Lufthansa, which was a, it still is a huge deal here in Germany. And um, I was heavily depressed because I really hated what I was doing. Yet at the same time, I didn't see any other possibility for me in order to live a life that is deemed successful. I thought that was it. And if I fail at this, I'm done. And so I started listening to people like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and particularly Les Brown. He, like I, you have to imagine, I went through this, I went to this job, I did the trainings there and, and I hated every part of it. And as soon as I got out, I put on my headphones and I, and I blasted Les Brown on YouTube and you know, all the podcasts. And then I just heard the one message, it's possible, it's possible, it's possible. And that started changed something in, in my mind because all of a sudden I started asking myself the question. I said, well, if no one forced me to be in the situation where I'm at and, and I don't, I mean, my life doesn't depend on it, then maybe, just maybe there's also another way. Maybe I can invest the same energy that I invested into getting here into a new path of life. And when I started seeing people like, as I said, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, what they were doing with their lives and actually sharing their life story and, and, and their pain and their suffering. I was like, wait, my, my, my situation here is not completely lost. Right. My, what I'm going through is not a total waste because I might share it with other people. And look, look at these two men. They're, they're incredibly successful and impactful. I think I could do that. And so that was the moment when I started to shift things and I started to then think about a new way of living my life. Yeah, absolutely. I love Les Brown. I think it kind of, my, my sort of love with all of these motivational speakers started off with Tony Robbins and that was pretty early on in life. Um, and then obviously Gary Vee. And I recently found Les Brown because I think my mom sent me something on it. I love that guy. I love everything he says. It's just, he's amazing. He's so, yeah. he's so great. And it's amazing that you kind of went from thinking that you can only do one thing because this is what society, your family, everyone deems as being successful to doing what you want to do. And now you're successful in your own way. You know what I mean? Like it's just sure. not what society thinks as success because it's more of that entrepreneurial thing. And I love that. Um, so your struggles and, you know, kind of like helping people find their potential, how, how you were able to find your potential through this, how can you help other people find their potential? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a myriad of ways of, of, of how I do it and, and how one can do it. But I would say, and this is something that I've recently been talking about a lot and also working on with my clients, and it's that many people, or, or I would say most people, have this idea that fear and discomfort is something to be avoided, right? We, we, we shy away from it, and we are naturally driven to go where the pleasure is, where it's positive. That's, that's where the idea comes with positive thinking, positive mindset, which I think is good to a certain extent, yet in many ways how it's done today, I think it's a lot of bullshit. Excuse my language. Um, because it's overly done. It's like just, it's like uh, Tony Robbins always says, if you go into the garden and then, you, and then there's weeds and then you apply positive thinking, you go, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. And it's like, yeah, there's weeds, idiot. Just go down and remove it. recognize them. it, yeah. Exactly. So... In, in, in that sense, it's like we have developed this culture of, of thinking that discomfort and fear is something to be avoided and something that's wrong. And whenever we are in a period like that, we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to go there. We don't even like to feel those feelings. Right. And you probably heard this. I mean, this is thrown around in the, uh, the personal development industry 
for, for ages. And it's, and it's, it says what you resist will persist. Mm -hmm. Right. So the mind, the way it works is the mind doesn't cannot distinguish between I want and I don't want the mind only knows whatever you focus on. So if you have this feeling of like a fear, like if you're suffering from the imposter syndrome and then you identify with that and you say, Oh, I don't want this imposter syndrome. I don't want to feel like I'm not worthy. I don't want to go through that again. Essentially what you're saying is uh, emphasize that emotion, do it again, make it bigger. And so what I'm currently doing with a lot of people, and I see it being very successful, especially if you believe in a higher power, if you believe in a higher power, which I'm pretty sure the people that come to your podcast, they do. Then yeah. the question is, if you believe in a higher power, then the next question, if that is yes, the next question is, do you believe that this higher power loves you? Right. How, how would you answer? I would say yes. Right. Yes. And most people would say yes. So then the thing is, if this higher power loves you and this higher power has brought you to where you are in this, in this miserable state of where you're at, do you think that what, what's happening right now is wrong? No, it's what's meant to happen. Because exactly. that higher power loves me, right? Exactly. So if that's the case, then I would say fall in love with it. And I mean that. Fall in love with, with the discomfort with the fear, with the anxiety, with the depression. Some people might go like, oh, well, what are you saying? That's stupid. It doesn't make sense. And actually, that makes a lot of sense yeah. because what you resist will persist. What you accept has room to disappear. Right. And you're no longer holding on to it. You're no longer putting it into this container of like, you're no longer trying to control it. And when you release right. it, that's when the beauty starts to happen. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Okay, so... <laughs> I have seen a lot of motivated or like unmotivated people out there who aren't really willing to take a risk or, you know, they have a dream, they kind of keep it as a dream or they get their first obstacle and they give up. How would you speak to them? That's a great point. So I would ask them, you know, the way that I work with people is I always, always go to what's already motivating them. Everyone has something that motivates them. Yeah. Everyone. Because the only reason that people are not connected to what motivates them is because of fear, right? Their, their, their mind is, is focused, is, their mind has habitually been trained to focus on fear. Mm -hmm. And so we, I would get them to see what are the things in life that inspire them? What are the things in life that, that motivate, that interest them? Right. And then I would find the bridge. It was like, there's something that they want to do. And then I would connect it to them. To give you an example. So... I have a client where, and she's a sexuality coach, lovely person, really powerful stuff. And she's, she find her, found herself being in between points, uh, being between, yeah, I want to go in this direction, but I also want to go in this direction. I don't know. And then she's like, yeah, I'm stuck. I kind of feel lost. This is so much. And so we then determined that what she's resisting is this, is this period of her being where she currently is in, 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 she doesn't like it. So I asked her, so what about sex, right? What is it there that you want people to experience? And she's like, well, obviously the, the whole journey, right? The process, the foreplay. And then he says like, isn't that interesting? Life is giving you foreplay. Like you're about to go to that, to, towards that destination and you're saying no to it. He's like, wait a minute. So like, yeah. Right. Oh my God. So I made the connection between her and, and sex. She loves sex. And, and where she is right now, she's in the process, but she was avoiding the process. She just wanted to get over with it. Just let me, just what is it that I need to do? Choice A, choice B. I don't want to be in between. And right. so I made the connection there and all of a sudden I love it. 
And now she's like, okay, now I get to test out this and I get to uh, explore this and I get to ask people uh, what they think. And like, she was like all of a sudden relaxing because now she believed I'm in the right place at the right time. I don't have to push myself into this idea of I'm lost or stuck. Yeah, I love that you like gave her something that she could understand, right? Like this is what her career is. You put it into like her lingo, right? And that was, so that's brilliant. Um, And that's, and kind of even going on your, your last point with what you said, I think that's when, at least for me, like I know when I'm when I'm going through like a rough patch or if I'm like not doing okay, it's because something's like changing. Like there is like, and I kind of resist that, that Mm. change. And I always like, I, I'm like, okay, you know, something's about to happen and I don't really know what's happening. And I like, I start to resist it. And then once I real like make that realization, which is usually like a day or two later, um, after I've been like sad or whatever for, for a while, um, then I'm like, okay, like, it's okay. Like things are changing. I'm, I, it's going to be for the better. Like it's all going to work out, but it's hard to realize that. And I think, especially when everything that's going on in the world currently is going on, it's hard to, to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And, and to that, I would say, slow down. Yeah. Especially as a high achiever. I mean, I myself, am also a super high achiever. It's always go, 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 go. And right. when, you, when you go, 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 what you're really doing is you're playing the, the default program that's running your subconscious mind. And it may work, right? For a lot of successful people like you, like myself, that works. Right. Yet there is, you're only going to be able to reach a certain level with that, with that programming. It's, yeah. it's, it's like you have one engine in your car and you can only go so fast and you can only go so far with it. If you want to upgrade that, you need, to, you need a bigger engine or a different program. And, and the only way you can do that is by starting to take a few steps back and to slow down. Because otherwise, you'll never, and that's what you said, you'll never be able to, to become aware of the, the, the dialogue that is running all the time on autopilot. Yes. And that's why whenever I see that in my friends or if I'm seeing that in some because I have like followers that will DM me and stuff and they want to know, like they want advice on things. Right. And I always, one of the things I was telling one of them yesterday was just meditation, like the, the power of meditation, yeah. the power of just like letting, cause that's when I do my meditation, that is when I let my brain go crazy. I'm like, okay. Like, and everyone's like, Oh, it's like, you think about <laughs> nothing for me. It's like, I'm like letting all of it out in a way. And then I kind of like shift through, it's like computer tabs. You know what I mean? I'm like yeah. clearing out all the tabs basically. Very powerful. It's definitely, definitely something. And you kind of mentioned the imposter syndrome earlier. One of my favorite things to talk about, just because it's a whole chapter in my new book, um, just because the imposter syndrome is so real with so many people, uh, but especially with millennials and Gen Zs, you know, once they've reached a level of just like success, they feel like they don't deserve it. um, And they suffer from the imposter syndrome. Can you explain this a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is huge, right? We all see it. And I've personally experienced it. You mentioned you experienced it. I work with a lot of clients on this. And, and really the, the imposter syndrome is, is that feeling of unworthiness, of not deserving the kind of success that you've created. Right. And I see this happening, especially in our generation, mm-hmm. because there's so much pressure on our generation. We're that generation that is expected to fix all of the, the stuff that the previous one did. Right. We're, we're also showing up in a way. It's like, hey, yeah, we got this. We're different. We're no longer like you guys. We're like the new generation. Yet that comes from a place of not truly being connected with ourselves because we cannot have all the answers. Exactly. But, 
And then on top of that, there's social media, which comes with another whole different aspect where, where, and that's also a lot of people in the, in the, in the self development industry, they represent this idea of fake it until you make it. Mm -hmm. I, I used to follow that path. I'm no longer in that path because what you're doing is you're supporting that imposter, right? The imposter feels like a fraud. And when you fake it, you're actually being the fraud. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you're fueling that. And I, what I've learned and practiced, and I find that to be very, very powerful is to embrace it and, and then, and then make it right. You, you, you face it till you make it. You can say it that way. And that comes, that plays onto the idea that I shared earlier, meaning that we somehow made it mean that having a fear or having a discomfort or having anything that you're dealing with is somehow wrong or, or something to be embarrassed of. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can share authentically what's happening, what you're going through, like I, I do this, I give this tip to people that run workshops or even do lives on social media. It's like, if you want to have one way to diffuse all of the anxiety that you're feeling in that moment, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to find out that I'm an idiot. They're going to find out I'm not really that good. It's yeah. like actually saying that. Like, what if you actually stood up and said, guys or girls or whatever, it's like, I'm right here and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited and I can feel the tension bubbling up inside of me. And my mind right now is playing that imposter tape. It's like, oh, what if they find out that I'm not that good? But I'm standing here today because I made a commitment to be here. And I just wanted to share that with you. The moment you do that, everything goes because now there's nothing going to hide. To love you. They're going to like be like, oh my God, that person is so genuine. I would yeah. feel the exact same way. Like they're going exactly. to relate to you on a whole new level. Exactly. And that makes, a, that makes you different from 99% of all the people there that are holding it in. It's like, oh my God, let me say something that I practice. Let me say something scripted to, to, to make myself sound, uh, sound really good. And I've, I've done that exact thing. And I remember I hosted a workshop in Cape Town earlier this year. And all of a sudden in that workshop, which I didn't know, there were some executives there. Yeah. And before it was like a, like, like, like our generation, all of a sudden the senior executive, I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm talking about things like uh, high levels of consciousness about like the power of self love. And I'm seeing like these tech execs and I'm like, Ugh. so then I said it, I said in the beginning, it's like, Oh, okay. I see some more senior people here, some more advanced people that makes me feel quite nervous. And everyone just laughed and was like, Oh, that's great. And it was gone. It was gone. Yeah. And, and, and that's so, so powerful. So as the imposter, it's really about learning to love yourself mm -hmm. wherever you are. L learning to love the part of you that is freaking frightened. Loving the, the, uh, learning to love the part of you that doesn't want to say that you're afraid. And then yeah. when you do that, you build a holistic image of yourself where the imposter has no, no, no place to survive. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I want to go into self-love a little bit because I think obviously our generations struggle with this um yeah. and there's a lot of comparing that goes on instagram there's a lot of the imposter syndrome where you just never feel like you're good enough you don't deserve it right. um what would you say to to millennials and gen z's about self-love how to self-love um and because i think it's just so easy to like hate on yourself so much and like and be so hard on yourself what would you say to them about self-love i guess just in general yeah. So the first thing I would say is a lot of lot, the, many people struggle with self-love because of this belief, this, 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 this lie that self-love somehow is selfish. Right. Uh, that's, that's where, that's where a lot of people struggle, especially the, 
the, the pleasers among us. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, but I know that I have other people to think about, especially if you're a, if you're someone who's like a coach um, or a consultant, if you, if your work is based on helping other people, you tend to struggle to make yourself a priority because you think, yeah, but I got to help everyone else. And then I always bring up the example. And I'm sure you've heard it many times. It's like on the airplane. It was like oxygen mask falls out. Who yes. are you supposed to put it on first? It's like yourself. Right. And then, and then, and then I say to people, and especially if, if you are someone that is a pleaser, this mindset is, is going to help you. If, because if you put the mask on yourself, why do you do that? Most people would say, well, because then I don't, then I'm healthy and I can help other people, which is true. Exactly. And here's another thing, which is also true. If you don't do that, you become a burden to other people. Even though you want to help, you become a burden. Why? Because you're leaking, you're leaking energy. Like you're helping, but you're helping with 50% and the other 50% is saying, I don't really want to help you. I've got a lot of struggles in my life. Um, and then the other person actually might feel guilty because that person can see you and see like, oh, what's, what's up with that person? I know that he's going through something, but he's not willing to take care of it. And so then the guilt trap comes in. So first and foremost, I would say, remove this idea that self-love is, is selfish. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not selfish at all. It's the most empowering thing you can do for the people in your life because right. you start to operate from, a, from, a, from the space of abundance no more from the space of lack. And that's when you don't run your subconscious traumas on other people. You stop doing that. So that's number one. And then number two, especially for entrepreneurs and high achievers, I always show them the connection between self-love and success. Because if you show anyone who's a high achiever the connection to success, they're all in for it. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. And so that is... You, you, just from an energetic perspective of like how much energy you have available throughout the day, if you're not operating from self-love, which is meaning you're operating from lack, you're operating from self-hate, self you're punishing yourself, mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're putting your body in a, in a, in a flight or fight uh, state, right. meaning you are, your level of stress is going to rise. And that means that inflammation is going to, going to take place in the body. Inflammation is the source of all disease that we're facing today. All chronic disease happens from inflammation. And right. so guess what? People then are tired. Um, they, they struggle to focus. They're always switching from one task to the next. That's a sign of you not being able to have energy because focus and, and, and even time management is all about emotions. It's all about being able to, to live in a, in a space of balanced emotions. And if you're in, under stress, you can't do that. It's, like, it's, it's going to be a no, joke. You're like spastic. You're like all over the place and you're overwhelmed and you like, can't get back to people. And then your work just like, isn't even up to par. Exactly. And, yeah. and some people have mastered that, that what we just described this being all over the place. So they live under the illusion of saying, oh, well, things are going fine. Right. Like, you know, look, I'm making a lot of money. Like, this is fine. This is all good. But it's not sustainable. The mm -hmm. day will come, I promise you, the day will come where everything's going to fall apart. Because if you're building anything in life, a business, a relationship on a foundation of, of lack, Mm -hmm. uh, where you're lacking self-love, then it's going to be very shaky, very shaky. Like just, it just needs one thing, a major thing in your life and boom, it all falls apart. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of, and when you don't have a strong foundation with anything, it's going to, to topple eventually. Yeah. And this all kind of ties in with mindset. And I think mindset is one of the most important things 
how do like Generation Zs and millennials who both suffer from anxiety and depression, uh, how can they have a good mindset? Yeah, so that's a great question. And there's, there's many ways on how to do that. One of the most powerful, oh, let me say this. I would start with, an, with a growth slash abundance mindset. And the easiest way to do that, I'm sure people have heard it a billion times, is, is gratitude. Yes. Right? Why gratitude? Because when you focus on gratitude, you're focusing on abundance. Right. Because every time you're focusing on gratitude, whenever you're grateful for something, you're adding to it. It's like adding pinpoints to the board. It's like, oh, look, there's so much available in life. There's so, and, and especially gr- gratitude focused on yourself. That's where most high achievers struggle. When I ask them the question, it's like, so what are you grateful for? They come up with a lot of things. And then I say, okay, so name 10 things that you're grateful about yourself. And then usually there's silence. It's like, <laughs> wow, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Because there's also this belief that if you're too grateful about yourself, it'll slow you down. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like you're, you're like, oh, you're too comfortable in this one exactly. realm. I need to like not be yeah. so comfortable here. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's you always being externally motivated. Right. Being your, it's, it's like the slave mentality. It's like yeah. you always need something to, to go after. Always that one day, hopefully I'll get it. And yeah. It's like, and then you, you get it, the goal, whatever it is. And then you look to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So yeah. I would say do, do one thing, start doing one thing right now when you listen to this. Start every single day, celebrate yourself for three things. It doesn't matter what it is, but celebrate yourself. I mean, seriously, it's like today I I celebrate myself for getting up. If you're in a really low place Uh, today, I celebrate myself for being here. Uh, Today, I celebrate myself for still having the hope to continue whatever I'm doing. You make that a habit. You make that a habit. It starts accumulating. You you focus on celebration. You focus on gratitude. That's really the, the very two simple things that you can start to build a healthy mindset. That's one thing mm-hmm. because mindset doesn't just live in the mind. Mindset also lives in the body because right. the body is, is your subconscious mind. And I'm sure you've ha- seen those pictures of the, the iceberg where you have 5% above yes. water right? and the 95% below the 95% is your body. Mm-hmm. And, and that is because the unconscious mind like stores everything in the body. So if you have, if you, for instance, and that's where disease also comes from. If you're constantly, I used to have a, I, I suffered from a slip disc and I was in chronic uh, back pain for one and a half years. I could not sit, stand, sleep, or move without pain, constant pain. Pavlina, I went to all the doctors. Uh, I got injections. I got therapy. Wow. I got pills. You name it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing worked. The last doctor, I was 21 years old. He looked at me, he put me in that MRI scan and he said, yeah, wow, you have a slip disc and you're... Uh, your nerve is also inflamed. Uh, so what I recommend is surgery. Uh, you can come back tomorrow. We can start. We're going to cut open your back. I'm like, uh, excuse me? I'm <laughs> out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> so I then changed my mindset. I quit my career. I started, I started thinking healthier thoughts. Um, I started then doing a, a, a certain type of therapy that also worked on my energy. Right. And within two weeks, it was gone. Are you serious? No surgery? Serious. Nothing, Just... nothing. Today, and, and trust me, it was really bad. I could barely bend over. Today, I do yoga, all kinds of things, no pain, nothing. Yes. That's incredible. So that's how, how the mind affects the body. So right. same thing, if, if a healthy mindset requires a healthy posture. Right? If you're con- constantly hunched over, you're signaling <laughs> your, your body. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
Like you, if you ever been in a low, right? I was depressed, and I and I, well, how do you move? Do you move confidently with your shoulders back? Like your whole body is just turned inward. You're just like, oh, you know. Exactly. Yeah. The the way you breathe, breathing, like we with the way we breathe, most of us breathe shallow in 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 the upper part of our body. Right. With that, with that, we miss up to sixty percent of oxygen. Wow, that's a lot of oxygen we're losing. Yeah, humanity is is primarily in a, in a really low state because we don't know how to breathe. We forgot right. how to breathe. When yeah. you breathe, you activate you activate the, the 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 system in your body that is there to to promote health, to promote energy. Because you're you're bringing more oxygen to your cells, and with more as, uh, cell energy, your body starts to thrive again. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. If you start dancing, and you're like your favorite song, yeah. are you gonna? think terrible thoughts then no you're not gonna you're not gonna dance to whatever michael jackson and go (laughs) billy jean and then say i hate my life oh it's all terrible oh my god yeah no you're not gonna do that right so activate your body and 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 start doing something that takes up space yes command the space whatever you can do and and also don't talk like this right like let out some energy yeah put some passion in there like feel the words that you're saying you do these few things that anyone can do it's super simple i promise you your mind is going to transform absolutely like whenever i'm not first of all i think tony robbins is the one that like kind of coined the phrase motion creates emotion yes yeah i love that i always think of that and another thing is like if i'm ever like in a weird place i'll just like smile and then i'll like have like a little dance party and i'm like i'm just gonna like get it like what i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just like dancing around my apartment and it changes your whole outlook your perception like just everything just changes because you're like you're moving you're getting your body going like if i don't work out in the morning i will probably have a bad day like i don't know what it is it's just like i have to like i love my hit my cardio my crazy workouts i love them and if I don't do it, I like mentally just get messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to know your morning routine, Mario. What do you, what do you do in the mornings? How do you wake up and just feel so wonderful all the time? Like, what do you do? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I even have a, a morning routine uh, audio program that I give to clients. Um, I want this. What? I'm happy to send that to you. Um, <laughs> because for me, like when I do work with clients and with people, I look at it from a holistic perspective. I mean, right. they come to me with, because they want to grow their business, but mm-hmm. then I say, okay, before we go to your business, let's do an analysis of how your day looks like. And yeah. if you're, and this is also very, very important in terms of self-love. Mm-hmm. It's not just what you think, but it's also how you act, right? You can tell okay. yourself all day long. I love myself. I love myself. I'm wonderful. I'm beautiful. <laughs> but then the first thing you do, you get up in the morning and you pull up your phone and you check the news, you check Instagram, check your emails. What you're saying, what you're communicating to yourself and to the world is like that what's happening outside of me is more important than what I have to say. Right. And that is a big no in terms of self-love. You're going to give away all of your attention, your energy. So this, this is the first part of my morning routine. I touch this at the very, very end of everything that I do to prepare okay. me for the day. So I start my day, right? I wake up, usually I wake up around like six and then um, I go to the, the bathroom and then I get some cold, fresh water, and then I just drink, right? I drink um, like a glass of fresh water, spring water. Sometimes I add some fresh lemon with it. Yeah. And then I usually journal. I have 
of a couple journals. I write some thoughts down, usually something along the lines of gratitude, of appreciation, of, yeah. of my connection to the higher spirit, to my purpose, to really fuel me up with inspiration and with love. Yeah. And then after that, I sit down to meditate. I've been meditating for six and a half years every single day. Uh, it's called Transcendental Meditation. You might have heard it. Yeah. I, actually learned, I actually learned it in New York. Um, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I yeah. love, what is that? Okay, really quick. What does that kind of involve? Just so like Transcendental Meditation is very simple. Is you sit down for 20 minutes and then you have a mantra, which is a word, a sacred word that's been given to you. And then you just repeat it in your mind. And the more you repeat it, because the mantra doesn't have a meaning, doesn't, you're not going to say um, uh, water, 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 and then you think the last time you went surfing. <laughs> it's a word that doesn't make sense to you. Um, it's yeah. a Sans Sanskrit word. And then you notice how, how it's, it's like going down with an elevator, right? You go down, 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 and then you're super relaxed, right? And then thoughts come and go, right? And it's fine. And you always come back to your mantra or you don't. It's very simple, but very, very refreshing. So right. I do that. Right? And then after that, usually I do a form of a workout. Uh, I love HIT, uh, just like you. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, or I have some weights that I train with. Uh, I do yoga as well. My fiance, she's a yoga teacher. And uh, then while, depending on the workout, I put on like a podcast or sometimes a motivational uh, YouTube video or something to really pump myself up. And then I take a shower. I start with warm. And then I finish off with like a minute or 90 seconds ice cold water. Yes. Okay. I've actually been doing that shower thing recently. I don't remember the method that it's called. Um, off? Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I can't, my shower doesn't get that cold, honestly, but it's cold <laughs> for me. So it works. Cold enough. Yes. I love your routine. I think that is such a winner kind of morning. Cause it just like, it sets you up. you you got your, the water, you got your workout, you got like everything kind of set up and going. And I think that's, that's incredible. Um, something that I have sort of noticed in our generation, but also you kind of mentioned it two different times, is this like spiritual crisis. Like I think if it's more of like, almost like an emergency, um, just because it's kind of like an identity crisis that we're having where our values and our goals and our beliefs and what we focus on, um, it all sort of ties with that, that higher power, that higher, like that spiritual side. And I think a lot of our generation, they either have it or they don't have it or, you know, they're agnostic and it's just kind of, um, but I think it's, I think it's pretty important to have some form of higher power. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? As long as you think there's something bigger than yourself that like we kind of were talking about earlier that loves you and that you know that you're in like the right direction, you're on the right place. So what are your thoughts on, just our two generations like millennials and gen z's on everything that's going on with our spiritual side yeah um that's a great question a very very important question probably the most important question up to this interview now yeah. and you're so right i mean there's such a craving for for something yeah like for We're people something Yes, exactly. People, people, they, everyone you talk to, they have inside of them. It's like almost programmed into their DNA, this, this yearning for something deeper because mm -hmm. the way that we've built society and the way, the, the way that we build our world clearly doesn't work, right? We, we see it just, we just have to take a look outside and see the, the mountain of trash and the people rushing by and everyone like with a face uh, it's like, Oh, what's going on? So reactive to, towards one another. And so I think, I, I grew up Catholic, 
Um, but that's just because it was just the way it was. My parents were not really pro proper religious people. It was more like, hey, our family have, has been doing it, so we're, we kind of do it, right? And then I went there, but I never liked it. I never right. liked the whole ceremony of it. It was all too strict and too like, and, and so so dark in a way. It wasn't, yeah. I was missing the lightness and the joy. It was all like, no, you have to be this way and then talk to the Lord. And I was like, like, this, no, is that bad. this is bad, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I was like, no, thank you. That doesn't work for me. So then I made it mean, okay, this whole God thing is all bullshit. There's nothing there. I don't buy it, I don't believe it. And I went down that path. And then once I went through my, my transformation, my, my, my mental transformation, at some point when I started to do meditation, and I also did a lot of plant ceremonies. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Uh, ayahuasca. I love it. Uh, I've never done ayahuasca, but it's on my list. <laughs> yes. I've, I've done five ayahuascas in my life. And they are, oh. all of them are the mo among the most beautiful experiences and most profound I've ever had. And yeah. psilocybin, magic mushrooms, um, the cactus. I've, I've done a lot of them. I've, I've spent a lot of time in nature. Mm -hmm. And without really learning much about spirituality the way that i learned about mindset mm -hmm. i allowed things to come to me naturally mm -hmm. and the the messages that i got there whenever i was in nature by myself or just contemplating was so profound and so powerful and now before our interview i just had a moment where i was preparing and i just looked at my hand and i was and i was like we never look at our hands and think oh my goodness this is like this is incredible Right. What a creation. Everything works perfectly. You don't have to do anything for it. Like your body is such a miracle. Like, like the small things that are right in front of our eyes, we don't pay attention to them because we just go through the motions. And to me, even in business, I think when you're connected to a higher purpose, then that what you're doing is not there to, to cover the bills and, and have a great lifestyle, but to actually like the, what, the, the, what my purpose in life is to raise the consciousness of humanity. And mm -hmm. the reason is because I want to enable people to live a life of endless possibilities. Mm -hmm. That was the thing that was missing for me. Yeah. And my mission, how I realized that purpose, is to empower more conscious leaders into positions of power. And so when I remind myself of that, right, when, when I feel like, hey, I have a mission here, yeah. there's no stopping me. I was like, hey. like I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. When people ask me, like, so how do you work? I say, I, I work Monday to Saturday. Usually. And it's like, oh my God, that's a lot. I said, yeah, but I freaking love it. Right. That's what I do. Like having a conversation like we're having now to me is like, is like an energy boost. Like after this conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, come on. Literally <laughs> same. Oh my God. First of all, I love that so much. Second of all, I was having a little bit of a rough morning just because I work on this other show and it's just like super hectic. It's very crazy. And I came back to my apartment. And I was like, okay, we need to like do this interview. And the moment we like started getting into our interview, I was like, I was already feeling so much <laughs> yes. better. I was just like this, it, I live for this stuff too. It's literally such a, like an energy boost. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah big time. And, and you're, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, you, you really want to, you want to connect to something, even if you don't believe that there is God or the universe or whatever, there has to be something because otherwise you wouldn't be here. Even if you just yeah. believe that, yeah, it's all nature and evolution. It's like, okay, great. That's fine. But then connect to that right. because it's so much bigger than you. You're mm -hmm. not, you're not estranged from nature. It's not, Ooh, the trees out there and the birds and the, the animals. It's not you know, they're, they're part of you. There's yeah. one thing, right? And when you make that connection, you're like, Holy shit, I'm, I'm part of something so wonderful and beautiful. 
that must mean something and that fuels right. you up with energy it gives mm -hmm. you meaning it gives you purpose and then you're working on a whole different frequency where 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 most people don't operate and, and that makes you a lot better and and also much more competitive and, and really people you you outcompete people just with that more than knowledge because people can feel that energy when you come into a room and, and, and you have energy, you have charisma, and you believe in something that is right. not based in something superficial that can be taken away like this, mm -hmm. you're powerful. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I feel like that you're absolutely right. It's very, very powerful. And I know for me, I kind of had a very similar upbringing. Like it was, we were Lutheran, or they're still all Lutheran. Um, and it was very loose. It was very chill. Uh, and then I went to a Christian college and that was a little bit of a shocker for me at least. And then I really was trying to connect with like the Christian faith and it wasn't like the biggest thing for me. I think Buddhism is sort of my, hmm. my way. I just, I, I say I'm like, I'm a Christian, but I practice Buddhism. Hmm. That's like my thing. And I think like that everything that you kind of learn and you can practice in Buddhism is a really beautiful way to like look at life and you know connect mm. to like a higher power or something but i hope uh you know generation z and millennials will kind of get some more spirituality in their life in some form just to kind of help better better themselves yeah 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 absolutely i mean i mean i don't see a reason why not because the the, the things that we've been holding on to the superficial world is crumbling yeah, especially now in the, in the times of COVID, Definitely. I think I, I call this the time of the great awakening because yeah. I see I see two things. There's one one large group of people that are waking up and they're like, hey, the way that we've been living doesn't work anymore. We need to change things. up. We need to come together. We need to focus on health. We need to focus on empowerment, on, on, on happiness, on joy. And then there's another group of people which are being sucked more into the fear machine deeper yeah. into. And even that serves a purpose. Because I was there as well. You probably were at some stage of your life as well. And right. because of that, I was made aware of the light. Uh, you need the darkness to, to see the light. Yes, and, and absolutely. And you also need to see the darkness in the light because it's all part of you. It's the yin and yang. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's exactly it. Well, we are running out of time, but Mario, thank <laughs> you so much for coming on If God Had a Podcast. This has been so much fun and we'll definitely have to talk again soon. Lina, it was a plum pleasing pleasure like Les Brown always says yes. and um, I thank you very much for having me here on the show and I look forward to uh, sharing all of this with your listeners thank you so much for listening to If God Had a Podcast be sure to like, subscribe, share you can reach me at on all of the socials at Pavlina Asta and until next time, be a better you for a better us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>